Hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Architecture. My name is Justin and I'm here to take you on a deeper journey of how we can frame certain things in our minds to achieve better results. So in today's one, I'm going to talk, take you through, talk to you about the three metrics that I use whenever I'm helping any of my clients do anything. So especially talking about this in the perspective of change, okay? You want to change something, you want to integrate something. So a lot of what I do is based around this idea of not what is perfect, but rather what can the client manage? How can I meet the client where they are? And so for a lot of this, this has got to do with this idea that there is no perfect way, okay? But a general system that I tend to use works on these three metrics. So without further ado, let's kick into it. All right. So when we're talking about change, one of the biggest things that I pay attention to is, all right, let's say you want to start increasing uh, your cardio, uh, a language, um, you know, uh, anything, literally anything, accounting more or whatever. The, the main point with it is that you will increase your abilities, your knowledge, etc. when you increase your time spent in that domain, consuming information of people in those in those domains or uh, people who are trying to engage in those domains, you know, groups, conversations, things like that, to hear what the typical problems are, see what the typical uh, solutions are, you know, the, the typical topic points or anything like that. And so it's time spent in the domain that we really want to figure out. We really want to try and maximize time spent in the domain. And for that reason, the program that we choose is going to be a little bit more uh, interesting, specific, and there's this idea behind the ideal. So we'll get into the programs in the next episode. But for now, for this episode, let's just focus on the idea is that the metric that we track is just not how much time you spent, but rather how many sessions did you do. So for example, if I want to increase my cardio, nice, interesting one based on the body, instead of saying I will do, uh, you know, five miles a day, well, that's, that's a measurement of uh, straight away we're looking at miles. Okay, cool. Or in, I will do 30 minutes of cardio a day. Well, that's another one. That's another metric. But instead of saying that, saying I will do five sessions a week of cardio. I'll try and aim for five sessions a week. And what each session looks like depends on you and depends on the day. And a session could be as much as, you know, going back to um, the four types of knowing that I've talked about previously in this podcast where you've got abstract knowing, you know, you've got information knowledge, you've got pros process knowledge, like procedural stuff, you know, you've learned how to put it into your body and train it. You've got experience knowledge, you've actually lived an experience that has has to do with this particular domain or you've got like the teaching knowledge you've actually tried to uh, put it together and explain it and contextualize it for someone else so those four types of knowledge is where you can spend time in these domains so even if it's a simple matter of having a conversation about it that is time spent in that domain uh, consuming content on that point that's also time spent in that domain you're going to get to a natural state where it's normal for you to move from consuming content in that domain to doing in that domain as well and finding a good balance between the two is important so metric number one is just how much time have you spent in that domain this week and adjusting for that so going on uh, bj fogg professor bj fogg at stanford university uh, talks about behavior change and he's 
uh, a huge advocate of what are known as tiny habits. That is to say that the way that you prompt change out of people is to expect a minimum of 30 seconds of any type of action on a regular basis when prompted. So his formula for this is BMAP, behavior change equals, and then MAP stands for each uh, separate thing. So the P stands for prompts. The A stands for abilities and the M stands for motivations. It's motivation, abilities, and prompts, okay? And this is all started with a prompt. And so the idea is that um, when you see a prompt to, to tell you, okay, it's time to do something, what's 30 seconds that you can do to spend time in that domain? So another uh, person who works very similar to this is Ido Portal. He's got, um, you know, his challenges. One of them was the seven-minute hanging um, challenge where it was seven minute, minutes per day spent hanging from something in any particular way, it doesn't matter. Or is 30 minutes for 30 days challenge for squats, sitting in a, in a squat, uh, you know, just a, a resting squat position for 30 minutes total a day. It doesn't matter how much time you spent in or whatever, but 30 minutes of sitting in that position every day for 30 days. And what does that look like? And so the idea is that imagine that you're prompted every time you walk in a room to just quickly sit in that squat for 30 minutes, uh, for 30 seconds, you know, and 30 seconds is your minimum. And how, how depending on, on what's going on, you'd probably be able to extend that or just say, okay, 30 seconds is enough and then move on. So to reiterate, the, the first metric that I tend to use with people is literally a binary metric. I want you to imagine a light switch of on and off to say, did you do the thing or not? doesn't matter how well you did the thing or how long you did the thing or whatever. How much of the thing did you do? The question was just simply, did you do the thing or not? So, oh, my goal is to try and change. Great. What are you trying to change? Well, I'm trying to learn Japanese. Great. Did you learn Japanese last week? Well, no, I was too busy. Well, that's not time spent in the domain. Even if you said, well, I did uh, two and a half minutes, you know, five sets of 30 seconds of this challenge each day last week. Well, congratulations, you now have your baseline. That's amazing. That's fantastic. You did spend time in that domain last week. We can talk about, um, you know, what is efficient time spent in that domain in, a, in another, you know, moment. But for now, it's just the idea of that behavior didn't exist. And now it does exist. Once we've got existing behavior, that's when we can start turning it up as well. And so that's the whole point of metric number one. Did you do the thing? Binary, yes or no. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. And you can't lie to yourself. So it's a very simple point. Okay. Metric number two is then uh, a quality metric. How well did you do the thing? What's the strategy that you're using to determine um, the measurements of um, quality? So if it's going to be something like cardio, some of the measurements of quality with cardio was, well, how far did you go? How much time, what was your time metric? What was your, your distance metric? What was your rest to work interval ratios as well? Um, and therefore, how do we also measure work? Well, how much time did it take you to cover that distance? That's going to be one. Um, but another one could be a simple matter of like, well, I want to do an hour. Cool. Well, then you've got like a rest uh, period where you're doing like a walk and then, you know, you're doing a work period where you're actually running and, you know, Flirting between those two allows you to achieve that hour. And then after that, the next week, we can increase your work intervals and decrease your rest intervals and things like that. And so 
you know, there's a lot of strategy behind the second metric, the quality metric. So I want you to imagine the quality metric is based on a lighting board, you know, in a theater or a sound board in a recording booth or something like that in a recording studio. And you've got all these little dials and things that you can manipulate to be able to achieve the intended, the desired effect, the results that you want. And so <clears throat> based out of that, we start to get our quality, which is, okay, great. I'm spending time in the domain at least. And now, well, what does effective time in that domain look like? And then as well, um, we're manipulating these metrics for two particular purposes, okay? And this is where we come into metric number three. And metric number three, um, if I look at the first two metrics, binary and then a quality metric, these are what are called the external thermometers. Imagine if you've got a camera watching you. Did they record you doing the action? Yes. Yes, they did. Metric number one, binary. Did you do the thing? Yes, I did. And I've got a camera outside of me, an external thermometer measuring, did I do the thing? Yes, I did. How well did you do the thing? Well, it's objective. Again, a camera can see how much time did I spend in the domain? What was my, um, you know, the duration that I spent, the distance that I did it in, the work intervals, the rest intervals, all of that kind of stuff. And then the, the third metric is more of an internal measurement and this is where we start to marry the the harmony between you know um what is your quality and what is your perceived value what are, what are the emotions this is when we bring the mind and the emotions together the mind and heart together let's say where what we're trying to do with metric number one is increase your sense of accomplishment achievement and really get you connected with it whereas metric number two we are trying to increase your level of number one excitement so you're looking forward to doing the next thing you're looking forward to trying out like adjusting the formula a little bit or you know putting the work into the formula so you can see some kind of result so you've got an excitement and then after you've applied it you can also then get a sense of progress and achievement so again, it goes back to number one of progress and achievement will also connect you with pride, accomplishment, success. And so we do want you to have this idea of an iterative approach instead of like a perfect approach, like one time and perfect. It's more constant iterations that depend on your life. But we want you to be able to then connect positive emotions to this. So this is why I largely recoil against ideas like putting up stakes with change or putting up deadlines or some kind of like intended effect on the results. Like, well, what's the result we can get? Well, I want to lose 60 pounds. Your results, and this is a very strong belief that I have, your results should be a byproduct of the process that you have. Your results should not be something that drive the process, but the process itself is the thing that you need to connect with. Because it's all very well and good for you to say, well, I want to lose 60 pounds. That's great. And then you achieve that. That's fantastic. And then what's going to happen is you're going to relapse into old behaviors that are much more like, you know, um, strongly, uh, what's the word, entrenched in your mind. So we definitely don't want to relapse to old behaviors. Of course not. So there's nothing wrong with going slower and finding a way to actually introduce these behaviors in our life in a very positive way. So again, number one, spending time in the domain. Number two is, you know, increasing our knowledge of the mechanics of how, how can we influence this, this particular domain. 
with number three, then how do we connect all these positive emotions and positive feelings to what we're doing so that actually we start to really enjoy it? And the old way of being actually is something that we can't even conceive of anymore because it is so far removed from who we have become. All right. So we are literally changing our, our identity with more time spent in the domain. So these are the three metrics that I use when I try and introduce change with clients. And unfortunately, um, I should say fortunately, unfortunately, like I want to hit the ground running and start working with clients one-on-one -on -one and we just, I give them the templates that I use and we give them the like goals and goal sets and things like that. But what usually needs to happen before this is literally, literally a conversation about what are your goals? What are your goals? What do you want to achieve? Okay. What's your vision of the future? So a little bit of a vision, vision setting, um, you know, activity with also then a, well, the person that, that is living in this vision, the future you, literally has skills that are different to you today. And I don't mean skills just in a, oh, you know, I've got like nunchuck skills and bow staff skills and blah, 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 language skills. I mean, that person also has attitudes. They have a skill in terms of their beliefs and their emotions. Being able to process their emotions is a skill. It's a muscle that you can exercise. And so that person in the future what kind of skills does that person have? Okay, so let's reverse engineer it. What's the difference between your current skills and that person's skills? And how do we achieve, um, you know, how do we go about implementing that type of change to become that person in the future? And then after, you know, all of this, we start finding ourselves talking about like, well, what are the real reasons you want this change? Is it coming from a healthy place or not? But usually this conversation about real reasons for change must come after the person starts investing time and energy. Because very quickly, if this person is not invested in becoming a different person, but just having a result, they'll drop away very fast. So it sometimes comes in in the first conversation, little, little bit of unpacking about their results and what do they want. Because if you absolutely hate um, certain things, but it's part of your desired goals, because you think it's something that you should do, you know, you're going to have uh, a very hard time. But I'm open. You never know. People, people change. And so motivations can change. Preferences can change. You know, uh, coffee is never something that I imagined uh, enjoying when I started drinking it, especially black coffee with no, no cream or no sugar, no nothing. And uh, it's an acquired taste. You actually learn to enjoy it, just like you do with certain alcoholic beverages. Certain foods definitely are an acquired taste as well. Curry, <sighs> mm. you know, it took me a while to appreciate a good curry. And so you never know a goal that seems completely illogical to you, like learning how to enjoy uh, long, long durations in ice. Um, it actually becomes something that, that you start to take pride in and you start to identify that it's something that you want to incorporate in your future, even though in the beginning it might be something that you absolutely abhor. So in this way, we have to do a little bit of unpacking as well, but sometimes just let the clients run through the types of change that they want so that they can realize either there were alternative things behind their motivations or alternatively, that they want to then evolve their motivations as well. So there's some great stuff in there, some great stuff. So this has been the episode. Just to recap very quickly, the three metrics that I use when I'm helping my clients 
uh, implement change. Metric number one is, did you do the thing? It's a very binary metric. We want to increase your time in that domain. Number two is, how are we doing the thing? What's a quality metric? And we're looking at very much a strategy. Well, are you just, are you just blindly brute force doing this thing stupidly? Uh, or are you actually putting a little bit of thought and effort into it? Are you getting excited about playing with it? And so I really encourage that because play is going to be a little bit better. That excitement, that pride, that accomplishment. We want to connect these emotions to what you're doing. And then finally, the third question is um, a how do you feel about it? It's a perceptive metric, which is like, well, are you interested in this thing or not? And it's about converting those negative emotions into positive emotions, converting a distaste for something and a displeasure in something into pleasure, enjoyment, satisfaction, and of course, um, getting to the place where, you know, just like people who don't go to the gym, you know, once they're in the habits, when they miss the gym, it actually becomes more of an issue for them and they start to look for it in their lives. So those are my three metrics. Let me know what you think about them. Uh, if you want to try and apply them, uh, absolutely. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, if you're interested in doing all of this, please, um, you know, find my details and the links below and, you know, get in touch with me and we can we can have a absolutely complimentary free call. Where I'll try and solve all your problems in one call, you know, whatever they are, if they're just questions or if they're questions about implementation, I do have a belief about no holds barred. I will not hold back any information. I will not try and make you a client unless it's something that's going to fit. Uh, in which case, it's usually a follow-up conversation saying, how well did you do? Do you want some assistance? And that's how we'd become clients. Um, so let me know what you thought about all of this. Um, please, if you like this, uh, like, share, subscribe, you know, on YouTube, on iTunes, you know, a five-star rating would help me out loads as well as on Spotify. I believe you can do that now. Some people have difficulty finding it, to be honest with you. Um, Spotify is new at this, so, you know, give them a bit of grace, but sure. And uh, yeah, if you want to engage more, please um, find all the links below and uh, let's engage more. All right. Well, until next time, my name is Justin. This has been Thought Architecture and see you later.